Welcome to Bible Studies for Life for Adults. I am Lynn Pryor, and with me is my ever-faithful sidekick, Chris Johnson. <laughs> thank you, Lynn. I don't know that I've ever been called a sidekick except in this room, but Well, thank you very much. In, in fairness, I may be the sidekick. I don't know, but I, I love partnering with you doing these podcasts. Thanks. Me too. Yeah, and we have a guest with us today, and that is Brian Gass. Brian, glad you're here. Hey, nice to be here. Thanks for the invite. Sure. And uh, just to let you know, Brian serves with Chris and I on the Bible Studies for Life team. You know, as we've talked about Chris leads the team that does the senior adult uh, resources, and Brian leads the team that does the adult, which we, we call it adult because it's it's geared for all ages of adults. Am I saying that correctly, mm-hmm. Brian? That sounds about right. And Brian, uh, uh, just to let people know, you do more than just Bible studies for life. Tell us what you do when you're not at the Lifeway building. Okay, well, I uh, serve as a husband to my wife, Lisa, and we have uh, a bunch of kids. We have six kids. I'm also a grandfather now, yeah. but I am also a bivocational pastor um, of one of our local Southern Baptist churches, and that's a lot of fun to teach a men's class um, where we use our material also, so that's fun. And you have, by reputation, you are well-loved in that church and in our state for what you do as a bivocational pastor. I've not been told yet that I'm not loved, so that's good. good. And you've been doing this for 10 years, too, so it's it's not just something you do on the side just because you feel like it for the moment. Yeah, seems like I just started sometimes. Brian, uh, it's been great. We've worked together quite a, quite a long time, and uh, I've enjoyed working more closely with you as we've gotten to know each other better. And uh, you have a lot of interesting background from a English uh, degree, but also you have missions background. Would you tell folks about that? Well, I thought you were going to ask about my Heisman because I've had people stopping <laughs> by to see that from my coaching days. But uh, yeah, that's right. I was a missionary with our mission board and we served overseas for about eight years um, in East Asia as strategy coordinators for a large mega city. Great. Well, Chris, get us into the study here. So we are in this, the, the overall study is messy relationships. And I think all of us would agree that there is an element of messiness in, in relationships, uh, whether that is with our spouse, with family, with children. Which yeah, as a pastor, I've never seen messiness <laughs> in relationships. <laughs> uh, I, this is, has been one of our more very practical uh, studies to, to deal with those kind of issues. And uh, today our focus is on forgiveness. And we all know and understand uh, that there are hurts and pains that occur in life that require this remedy. And at the same time, uh, Jesus asks us to do, it seems, sometimes the hardest things. To mm. forgive, right. And, and forgiveness is one of those things. So uh, let's talk about that a little yeah, okay. bit from a biblical perspective. Sure. And, and that's, that's where we're going to take this study is uh, the point we're focusing on is this. Forgiveness restores and strengthens relationships. Because we're talking about how to deal with messy relationships. Well, one of the key ways to deal with it is you got to learn to forgive. Now, I do think it's, we have a great question, I think, that even kicks off this study. We call it the icebreaker question. And it's this question. Uh, it's in our personal study guides. When was the last time it cost you a lot to fix something? I think that's a great question to discuss. Because even though I looked at the question, I thought about, this has been about two years ago, my wife and I, we moved into a new house. And so as we're hanging things and getting the house arranged. We had this big, giant honking mirror that we hung in the hallway. And uh, 
I mean, it's one of the, you need to either hit the studs or molly bolts, big honking bolts. So I used the stud finder to make sure I'm not, you know, find where I needed to be. Well, I had to use a special bolt. And so I put it where there was no stud, nothing, hung the mirror on the wall, and everything's fine. It is literally about three months later, Mary, my wife walks by, Mary walks by and sees that mirror is leaning. Well, we take the mirror off the wall and what has happened is there is water stain behind that mirror. Well, what we discovered is the little bolt I put in, I, <laughs> there was no stud, but there was the PVC pipe, the plumbing pipe from the upstairs room. And I just, the funny thing is I just barely nicked it. Yeah. Ouch. Just barely nicked it, but just enough that a little water would occasionally seep off that screw into the wall, even into the flooring. $600 later, I fixed, <laughs> that's what it costs for us to fix this tiny, tiny thing. So, mm. yeah, it can cost us a lot to fix things. And the reason we're talking about that as an icebreaker is we talk about forgiveness. To fix a relationship it requires forgiveness, and that can often be costly. So who needed to forgive whom? You, your wife, or she, you? <laughs> Honestly, I had to forgive myself. You, you moron. <laughs> but you know, it just, it's just things. And, but, but that's the reality is that's what relationships need. It's a costly thing. Sometimes it's hard to forgive. Yeah, I, when you talk about costly, I, I immediately went to car repair. Oh, yeah. And so anytime that, there's, that you have your car in for a half a day, you know it's three to $500. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's costly. It is. Rough. And as we're going to kind of walk through this, as we're going to be what in Matthew 18, yes. we're going to see that, that even forgiveness can be costly, but it is a great investment. So the parable start. the story starts with uh, Jesus uh, explaining and talking about uh, in, in relationships the need to sometimes confront uh, when when someone has has done something wrong or has has been in a sin to how do you how do you take the initiative to go and he talks about doing that personally one to one and then if that doesn't help you um, yeah one of the things i thought was interesting was uh how the rabbis at the time were teaching that uh, you needed to forgive three times and so peter thought he was doing a really great thing by saying seven you yeah. know not only double but Double plus a little bit. Being very generous, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> Representing the group, um, he probably felt pretty good. Maybe got some pats on the back yeah. and all that good stuff. Jesus, look how spiritual I am. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> not, not that that would ever happen in any of our groups. Right? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so then I'm sure the disciples, those original hearers, and even today, I think we're shocked when we hear Jesus say, no. A lot more than seven. Mm -hmm. And I think there's different interpretations um, about the number. But essentially, he's saying, keep on forgiving. Um, forgive an infinite number of times. Yeah, I was an English guy, like we said earlier. Right? So the multiplication tables were real tough for me. We did, <laughs> we did not go up to seven times 70, but uh, that, that was a bunch. And it's especially hard um, in some of those cases. Sometimes just once can be hard enough to, um, to forgive. Well, the reality is when, when we have the need to forgive, something's happened. There's been a hurt. There's been pain. And uh, that it's very personal. And it's very difficult sometimes to let go of those things. That's what we see in our, in our culture. And I think especially in our churches. 
there's an illustration there in the uh, personal study guide about Corey Ten Boom and uh, how much she had to forgive. And boy, that was uh, that was tough. So this is a, a World War II uh, per, uh, individual who's uh, lived in a concentration camp, and uh, so it is an amazing story. And it is it's one of those that stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. It does. It's an old story, but it's still powerful. Yep. It really is. Yep. And uh, as, as, we, as we look at this idea of we got to just keep forgiving, Jesus does take us into this parable now he's going to tell, which for me, just I'll just put it up front. It underscores for me that what I've been forgiven of, there is no reason whatsoever, as painful as it is, there's no reason for me not to forgive someone else. So one of the things that, that I, would, I would throw out as a word of advice is uh, as you're talking about this, this Bible story, this parable this week, let the story tell itself. Don't don't get too quick to the explanation and identifying with with who uh, are the players uh, in the story and how uh, it's it's real easy for us to immediately start with God has forgiven us all of these things and Jesus saves that for the end and so. Uh, Lynn, I, I totally right. agree with you. I think you're spot on. Uh, I just say, let, let's let the story do its work. Let, Good point. Uh, and then, uh, then we make the application toward the end. Well, and Jesus told a parable to set it up, so he didn't immediately confront. He allowed them to find themselves in that parable. So um, that's a good lesson for us, too, there. And as you look at those, that first half of the verse, it's we, to, to find ourselves in the parable. Uh, Jesus' point in the parable is, you are this man that, that, had, that owed so much to the king. You are the man. So uh, th- that becomes pretty clear at that point. So part of what has to happen is we have to explain some biblical terms. Uh, and we did a lot of that with uh, Holy Vocabulary a couple of months ago. But we, you have to explain things like talents and uh, denarii and those kind of things. Just to help people get their hand, uh, get their heads around uh, the amounts of money, and uh, I, I would encourage you as you as you talk about this to be sure that people have some kind of idea that uh, the, fir- the 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 initial person in the story owes a huge debt, one that could probably never ever be repaid. Yeah, and a little cultural context there, you know, with uh, the selling of his wife and children and all of that. Sometimes that kind of hits people in the face and has to be explained. Right. So when uh, when this man who has this huge debt has it forgiven by the king, uh, he walks out and bumps into somebody who owes him a few days' wages. Sure, but I mean by comparison. Sure. This man was forgiven an astronomically huge amount, and it's you know, I'm saying it's like pennies by comparison. Sure. Yeah, I think the personal study guide says he had an unfortunate encounter. He turned the wrong way or something. Yeah. It would have been better had he gone another way. But it <laughs> seems by this guy's character that uh, this this problem was going to find him out eventually anyway. And and, and uh, of course Jesus. I don't want to get ahead to what the point is, but this reminds me a little bit of the parable, the story that Nathan the prophet came to David with about confront, really wanting to confront David about his adultery, uh, everything that happened with Bathsheba and Uriah. And David's getting all worked up and angry. And then Nathan just says those powerful words, you are the man. 
And so as you read this parable, it's just, it is one of those stories that you just want to be angry. What, what an idiot to think that way. Sure, and his listeners were, no doubt about it. They were into the story and, uh, and were waiting for that. Who is this person who would do something like that? And before you know it, those fingers are all pointing back right. at themselves. You are the man. It's, it's a powerful parable. So again, let the story, let the parable tell, tell, tell the story. Um, I think the, the punchline is very important at the end where uh, Jesus makes it very clear of God's uh, expectations that um, we are to forgive and to forgive and to forgive. And if we think that we can get away without forgiving, we better think again. And it's a strong word, a strong word. And I think that Jesus did that because this is difficult. Um, One of the closing statements um, from our writer, forgiveness is not always easy, but it is always right. So we're not looking for an emotional reaction, but a grateful response, really. It's a choice we make. And now what I've discovered when I have preached on this or led Bible studies about it, some people may not speak up in front of the group, they will if they're honest. Uh, but I've had them come up to me afterwards and say, yes, but you, I understand about the thing about forgiveness, but you don't understand what that person did to me. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're wanting to say, but there is an exception to the rule. Yeah, I'm always the exception. Yes, and, and, that, and that's a, there's that feeling. And there's no, Jesus doesn't put any you know, caveats on that. He says, you forgive. Right. It's a powerful, powerful story. It is. Uh, one of the things that uh, I want to encourage you to, to point out um, as, as you have this, some of these conversations is forgiveness is an act of obedience. It's doing what God says right. for us to do. But it's also something that we ultimately do for ourselves. Uh, when, when we forgive, there's something that happens that a load is lifted off of us. And I, that person who finds it difficult to forgive, uh, I think, w- will always be surprised at uh the benefits that come because we do follow through and obey Jesus' teaching to forgive. Right. And I think going back to what Peter and, and the, the thing about how many times should we forgive, and sometimes I think for me, it's just in my own walk, it's forgiving the same sin. You know, I forgive them, but maybe it's a week or two later it comes back up again and it's trying to get me stirred up. No, I forgive. Yeah. Even if it's the same event. Uh, we, we just got to keep reminding ourselves how much God's forgiven us. No doubt. Good word. Good word. Well, um, thanks for joining us today for uh, the podcast. And if you're, if you're responsible to lead a group, we, we have uh, some words for you in just a few moments that we want to recommend to you. So hang around just a moment. Yeah, before we get to Brian, Brian's going to offer us a, a teaching tip. But let me just remind you, we are kind of wrapping up this study. In a few weeks, we're going to be into the summer. And let me just tell you what's coming up. In the summer, we've got, I think, three really good studies. Um, one is, it's all out of the book of First Peter, but it has to do with how do we live with hope in this, in this broken world we live in. And all six of the studies are in the book of First Peter. Then there's going to be another study. Out of, it's all out of the book of Ephesians, but it's answering, answering this question, why do I need the church? And we, we phrase it that way because there are people that say, yeah, I like Jesus. You know, I, I, love, I like my walk with him, but I don't really need those people down the street at that church. And we're going to use the book of Ephesians to unpack the need for the church, our involvement with other believers. 
But sandwiched right between those studies is just a one-week study, which I think is going to be fun. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, that fun in a good way. Powerful <laughs> discussion in a group. But it's the, the question is, how should I respond to politics? Now, mm. now, let me just give you the timing here. I believe this study, if, you, if you're following the, the, the kind of the dated format, it's going to be a week after the Democratic National Convention and I think a couple of weeks before the Republican National Convention. So, you know, wherever they are, it, it, you just can't get around what's happening in the news. There's going to be a lot of talk about the con- uh, elections. And this is not a, a, a Bible study for us to vent about the Republicans or to vent about the Democrats. But it's going into Romans 13 to see how should I, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, respond to all this political discussion? And I think it's a great study. So anyway, uh, you can you can um, you can see this in the back of your book, whether you're in your personal study guide or your leader guide. But let me just tell you also, there are some videos online that are free that you can use to promote the studies that are coming up in the summer. If you're familiar with the BibleStudiesForLife.com website, if you just go up there to where there's, uh, I believe it says uh, extras for adults, you're going to find some free videos that are listed there that you can you can. Uh, use in your church, you can use in your classroom, you're free to put them on social media just to encourage people to get involved in these studies. So anyway, good summer coming up. Now Brian, share with us a a teaching tip. Well this session on forgiveness is certainly uh, one that calls for reflection and uh, maybe even a time of repentance. So the adult leader guide um, suggests playing like a Matthew West song on forgiveness um, asking for a response. Maybe that can be a quiet time where people are me- uh, reflective. Um, uh, you may have a different artist uh, that you prefer that you could sub in there, and that would work too. Uh, either at the beginning of the session to set the stage for what you're going to study, or at the end to sort of be a motivation to spur folks on to action and to see um, how they need to forgive somebody in their lives. Um, There's also, I might mention, a great article, um, Jesus on Forgiveness, written by some guy named Chris Johnson uh, that shows up in some of your books. uh, So that would be a good one also. That's great. Thanks. Appreciate that, Brian, very much. I appreciate you joining us uh, for this uh, podcast. And be with us next week. Brian will be with us again uh, with uh, Chris, uh, my sidekick Chris, and myself. But I hope you do have a great Bible study this week in Bible Studies for Life.